Again, Psalm 46 and verse 1, we were saying that God is our refuge. What we mentioned there, what we mentioned there, God is our, re- our refuge and strength. God, our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. There were cities of refuge in, in, that we said in uh, Numbers uh, 35 and verse 6 and in Joshua 15 and verse 59. There were cities of refuge located uh, in the midst of God's people where all those that committed certain crimes and sins would flee to. Would flee to. And there they would have a place of protection. And that's why we, we were saying that the place of refuge that we have right now is the body of Christ. It is where we are fed. That's where we're fed. We said in Romans 10 verses 14 to 17, it's called, listen, it's called face-to-face preaching and teaching. That's what it's called, seriously. Now, there are times, of course, when we can't come, and there's many times that we could and should have and didn't. Because other things took took precedence over the word because we didn't flee to the place of refuge. Now, of course, Christ is our own personal refuge, but where do we learn about those things? Where do we receive that life that's ours? Right now, as as his church on earth, where? It's the cities of refuge. And he is a very present. Where is he present? Where do we get what we need when we, when we are alone with him? We get it at the place of refuge, the local assembly. Boy. Yes. It's our refuge and place of strength where, he, where grace is poured out. We said in John 1 and verse 16, grace heaped up upon grace. And that is a beautiful illustration also in Psalm 68, verse 28. He pours all kinds of strength upon strength, grace upon grace. Where? Well, he does that in the place of refuge for us, the local assembly. And we're not living for ourselves. There's one life that we have, and that's the body of Christ. We don't have separate plans. I, I don't understand it. Therefore, will we not fear? Now, who, who is God? God is, in 1 John 4, 8 and 16, who is he? He's love. Now, where would God, where has God, and where does he pour out his love? He pours it out through his Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. But for us to understand those things, for us to understand Ephesians 3 and verse 19, the love that passes knowledge, it's in the place of the local assembly. Because you will see, when you get to chapter 3 of Ephesians, it goes right into the fourth chapter. And I'll tell you, who does he get in a place of refuge or a local assembly? Those that are the prisoner of the Lord. They're no longer prisoners of themselves. Their schedule, their life, what they're going through. And of course, of course, where would those things be met? Where could we be encouraged about those things? Where should we be? That's the local assembly, the place of refuge. That's the place. That is the place. And so when God, who is love, is our refuge, 
And we go to get that energy of his love through the light and purity of the scriptures that we get there, then we can function still as a joint that supplies even when we're not there, when we're on the job, when we're on, listen, when we are in God's schedule, his plan, his plan. Boy, wouldn't that change our whole prayer life, wouldn't it? You get self out of the picture. Oh boy. For all of us. And so with love, is there any fear in love in 1 John 4 and verse 18? Is there any fear in love? No. Therefore, will, see the will there? That's our will submitted to God's love. Now I have energy and now I have purity to see who I am and it takes out the fear. Though the earth be removed, of course the earth will never be completely done away with, and that's Ecclesiastes 1, 4, Isaiah 45, verse 17, and Ephesians 3 and verse 21. Earth never going to be. It's going to be changed in its appearance in 2 Peter 3, 10 to 13, and Isaiah 65 and verse 17, and 66 and verse 2. It's going to be changed. But here, though the earth be removed, and really, though God is going to remove things in the earth... <laughs> the earth, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, this is God in his judgment that's already taken place on the earth right now and has been, by the way. It has been. Ever since Cain went out from the presence of God and built that city, which is the world system, it's been judged and continuing until finally in 1 John 2 and verse 17, it'll be no more in terms of time in Revelations 10. In verse 6, it's going to be removed. This always speaks of judgment and getting it ready for Christ to rule and reign during the millennial reign. And that judgment will ultimately be in Revelations the 19th chapter to set up in Revelations the 20th chapter the millennial reign of Christ. Though, and though the, the mountains be carried into the heart, the very heart of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Now, I'm going to stop there and listen for us. Now, here's what we're doing in Romans 15 and verse 4 and in 1 Corinthians 10, 6 and 11. We are looking back and gleaning through the precious scriptures that God has breathed upon. See? Very interesting, God's breath. It's his word that he spoke. He spoke the, he spoke the whole universe, the earth, and everything into existence. We see that in Hebrews 1, verse 3, and we see it in, in Hebrews 11, in verse 3. And he created them in, in Psalm 33, in verse 6, by his breath, the whole host of them. If you see that in Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 31, he spoke and there was creation. And you know, God is speaking into us when we come to our place of refuge, the church today, he speaks into us what we are in Christ. And to think that we can do without that for a moment is utter pride. It is. And I can always tell in, in measure when I'm in pride is because fear takes over. Fear. I'm afraid. 
I know there's hungry people somewhere. And though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Now, what are the waters here for us? The waters, see? Do we need the water? Do we need the water of the word in John 13, 7 to 10 to constantly have our feet cleansed? I mean, our whole body's been washed. That's salvation. That's, and that's experiencing 1 John 1 and verse 7. Our character is based upon the continual work of what God has done being worked into me experientially. Somehow I can do without that. There's too many things in the way of my schedule. The water is where we go and get our feet cleansed. That's Ephesians 5, 26 and 27. And when they're not cleansed, when they're not, this is, this is what happens to, to all of us. This is what happens in Isaiah 57. Here's Isaiah 57. And verse 19 says, I create the fruit of the lips. Meaning, that means we can't do anything without him. Did we ever notice that? Remember in Genesis 3 and 2 verse 7 that God breathed into Adam and he had life what do you think we do when we come together? He's breathing life into us. And somehow we think we can do without the breath of God, the scriptures. Because we're too busy. And so we want to we wanna move the word and when we get it around schedules. And what we, because God's promoted us in certain things. Mm, not happening. Mm-mm. Not going to happen. No. No, it's not going to happen. If you come and I come, and this is the place where we get fed, and that is for a few and even more than what we think is our little assembly. And remember, we are God's assembly. That's the word that he uses about who we are. We are his church. We are his assembly. We are his body. We are his bride. That's who we are. As opposed, as opposed to any other word. That's who we are. I create, in Isaiah 57, 19, the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that is what? Afar off. What's he saying? Those, I remember certain people, man, they couldn't get the word enough. And then what happened? All of a sudden, what happened? They became, they're far off. Today, they're they're far off. They're far off. But you know what he's speaking? Not condemnation or accusation. He is speaking peace. But when you're far off, do you experience that? I mean, it's who you are. Christ is our peace in Ephesians 2 and verse 14. He is our peace. Peace that was won through the blood of his cross in Colossians 1 and verse 20. But do I experience that if I'm not there in person to hear it and to submit? Of course there's times. Of course there's times when we can't come. Never talking about those. Never, ever. Never would talk about those, ever. No, because God is God in each individual's life. 
never apart from the local assembly. Because <laughs> then we get very independent. We get very, very independent. But his love still speaks peace to us because that's our position. But when I'm afar off, do I experience it? And to him that is near, he st- see, to him that is near, says the Lord, and I will. In other words, it's God's will, with my will submitted, will heal him. And how does he heal us in Psalm 107, verse 20? He sent his word. Where does he do that today? Through the local assembly. He sent his word and he healed them. Bad thought life. He healed them. He sent his word and he healed them and he delivered them from all their destructions. Not their plans, not their thoughts, not what they thought they should do. No. You know, the closer we get to Christ coming back, the further, the further away multitudes are. Unfortunately. There's multitudes in Joel 3 and verse 14. They're in the valley of decision. Now, of course, that's obviously having to do with just prior to the millennial reign. And constant many are in the valley of decision. Boy, when we're in the valley and when we're low, when we're going through things, that's, that's the most important place for us to be, to make right decisions there by faith, not by our own thoughts, not by our feelings. Never for any of us. No, nope. I create the fruit of the lips in a proper experience of peace. I do that through submission. And then I'll heal you. He sent his word, he healed them, and he delivered them from all their plural destructions. When the enemy in John 10, 10, a, he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. That's, that's us individually. And have it abundantly as us together. When we get, the, literally who we are is the church. The church is ecclesia. Ek is the Greek word out. Ecclesia is assembled. He takes us out of the world, out of our schedule, out of our own thoughts, and assembles us in a local assembly where we gather together, where we should gather together, and never forsake the gathering together to hear the word in Hebrews 10, verse 25. Ever. But we're to exalt one another as we see the day approaching. Boy, the day in our country where we could have freedoms to do it anymore? Slipping away fast. But the wicked, and the wicked here are unbelievers. Now, can I function as an unbeliever even though I'm positioned in Christ? Yes, that's the flesh in Romans 8, verse 9. Yeah, I can function as an unbeliever. I like what? What kind of a sea? The troubled sea. The sea is the multitude of people. That the enemy in Revelations 12, 9 has them deceived and has them in bondage to all the things about the earth. Not the heavenly Christ. Boy, I wish we understood Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Set your mind, 3, 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Why? Why? Because you're already dead. You died. 
And your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when he appears, now can he still appear now? Yeah. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, taking the word, showing it unto us. That when he appears, right? For Christ who is our life, not details. Can't, can't get that one straight enough. Matthew chapter 6, 1 through 34. Matthew 6, 33. CQ first the kingdom of God. Then all these other things will be added unto you. No, I think I got private plans. I think I know how to minister to this certain person outside the local assembly. No. Not true. Why else would God bring people here? Whew. The wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot what? It just won't rest. Where, where is our place of rest? City of refuge where he pours his love. That's Romans 5 verse 5. Read Romans 5, 1 through 5, right to the end of the chapter. Love makes not ashamed. Keeps out all accusation and condemnation. Love makes not a shame. Because the love of God is poured out. Where is he doing that? He's doing that. Teaching us. All of us. All of us. In the local assembly. Then we take the supply with us. Then we go out. But we're never independent of the local assembly. Any more then I could chop off a piece of my body and not think I could not think that I need it any longer. Well, I don't need that one anymore. Well, I don't need that member anymore. I had so many certain hours. Now, okay, now done. Pride. Ignorant or, or rebellious or stubborn. And to think that I can give sacrifice to God in 1 Samuel 15, 22, and the whole time... It's, 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 it's in self with rebellion that's witchcraft and stubbornness that's like idolatry and I offer that to God in place of his son. God help us. And you know, our help comes when he humbles us. There's no other way that it comes. You're asking God for help? Yeah, you need to be humble. The wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest whose waters cast up what? Mire and dirt. The waters there for us is where we receive the word and get our feet cleansed. Again, John 13, 7 to 10. Because we're walking in the wrong places through wrong thoughts. We go in the wrong places. We do. We go in the wrong places. The wicked are like the troubled sea, the unbelievers... When it can, in troubled sea, they get, we get into the world, live just like the world. We live just like the world. Of course, and then when we want to get right and God humbles us, that's when the enemy comes in and accuses us. You can tell when, when God is leading you the right way, because that's when the enemy accuses. Because he accuses the brethren in Revelation 12.10 and in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 12. 2.11 and 12. He accuses the brethren. If, you're, if you are going to do things right, trust God by faith. Not by what you see, but by complete dependence. Faith, you're going to trust God. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith, in Hebrews 
in, in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, submitting, and hearing by the preaching of the message, the word of God. Yeah, I think I have enough. I think I gleaned enough from the word that I can go and, and, and now I don't have to come. You want to make a bet? I'll find him because I need him. As God is my judge, I'll find, I will. I'll find them because honestly, I need them. I don't need just to preach and teach. Matter of fact, I only have to if God sends me. And in Jeremiah chapter 1, 1 through 10. Who's cast up mire and dirt. That's the enemy in the flesh. Trying to get us in the flesh. Trouble the waters, the pure waters that we have in Christ. There is no peace, says my God, to the unbeliever. Why don't we come? Well, because we don't believe we have to. Why? Because other things get in the way, other thoughts. Well, and then God brought these scriptures to me. And again, this is his counsel for me. I just want to make that clear. And then I'm going to read this. I'm going to, you can hold in, in Matthew uh, 17, hold, but I'm going to read again in Psalm 46. God is our, God our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. All those, all those areas where God's going to deal with the pride of men, they're going to be cast into the sea. I want you to see the mountains there. Keep that in your mind. And though the waters thereof roar and trouble and be troubled, and that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants to bring in trouble in the midst of the purity of waters of the word, by the way. See? And that's what it's saying here. And though the mountains shake with the trembling thereof. Now, when you see shake, you're in Hebrews 12, 26 to 29. God has to allow us to go out and when we, we don't come to be fed grace and truth in the assembly through the word of God, he has to allow, in Jeremiah 2 verse 19, my own backsliding to correct us to bring us right back to the body. That's why I, like, I love to see and I see this over a process of time and, and Mike can give uh, a witness to this over the process of time in Texas, how he's bringing people back of course, he's bringing us back, and that's where it starts, I believe, fully, each of us as individuals. But now I see them coming back. He's bringing them back. Where's he bringing them? Where is their place of refuge? Where do they find his love that causes them to rest and be protected? That's where. That is where. See? The mountains, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Hold that thought. Matthew 17, verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for truly I say unto you, that if you have faith, if you absolutely depend upon me, if you cannot, you can't do without the preaching of the word. You cannot do without it. You may think you can. If you can't, neither can I. Faith as a grain of a mustard seed. You will say unto this mountain... Be removed out of the place in my life 
to that place and that, and it will be removed and nothing will be impossible for you. But how be it, this kind of trouble, this kind of satanic conflict and warfare, this kind doesn't go out but by prayer, Acts 6, 4, I give myself to prayer. Now he can minister the word to me and then I can do it to others. But I'll skip me and think I can do it to others. <sighs> this kind comes not out but by prayer and fasting. Fasting? Yes, fasting. This is why we rely on all the scriptures because they're all God-breathed in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. Now, Isaiah 58, verse 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? We don't choose. We don't choose anything. We need to be led. Well, I think I'm going to change the times. Yeah, right. Uh, no. Is not this the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bands of unbelief, wickedness, you being held by the enemy and the enemy causing you in 2 Timothy 2.25 to oppose yourself? No. To loose the bands of... Where does that start? The individual. And to undo the heavy burdens. Matthew 11.28-30 Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Lay aside in Hebrews 12, verse 2, the weight, because if you don't, it leads to sin that will trip you up in a moment. But you need to look away from all that would distract. You know, God's, God, the enemy can use God's blessings to become a distraction. Did you know that? His promotions, he's done that. Here. To loose the bands of unbelief, wickedness, and to, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed, oh boy, isn't that interesting, to let the oppressed, hmm? those that are broken, separated experientially, those that are oppressed, to go free, to experience freedom, and that you break every yoke. Of course, that's not the yoke that Christ is. Now, i got to get yoked up in my thought life, to my job, to this, to that. i got to minister to this person. Yeah, bring them to the place where they can be ministered to, okay? How about that for the schedule? Stay and stay it up late at night and you can't even come in the morning when you should. By the way. Break every yoke. Now, is it not to deal your bread? Well, how can I deal the bread of that Christ is if I don't come to feed on it? If I don't get up early in the morning? Exodus 16. If I can't. Now, there's times when others can't. Please. This is for when I know to do good in James 4.17. This is the context. And do it not. Then it's, it's sin, which is unbelief, which is resistance against the truth. I do believe here there's, there's, there's people that get, get involved with things when they can't come. But I also believe there's people here that, that could and don't and haven't. I don't even remember what they look like. 
Let the oppressed go free. Psalm 62 verse 5 says, My soul wait you upon God. What do you think you should wait? Place where you're fed. My soul wait you upon God. For from him comes my expectation, my help. That's right. That's right. Then I learn in 62.8 of Psalm to trust in him at what? At all times. Then I pour, this is another one, I pour my heart out to him and him alone. So no corruption comes out of my mouth in Ephesians 4.29, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister the grace unto the hearers. And if it's corrupt and it comes out of me, it's because I've grieved the Holy Spirit and kept him from revealing Christ in my experience. Christ being glorified and lift up in every circumstance and every situation, that's our opportunity, no matter what it is. Well, is it not to deal your bread? Well, how can I deal them bread if I don't have it? If I'm not feeding on Christ, in John 6, 30, 32, all the way to 57 in the sixth chapter, man will not live by bread alone, details of life, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4, Luke 4, 4, and Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3. And that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house, your place of refuge. Bring them there. Well, then if they don't come and they don't, okay. You shouldn't. If they don't choose to come, you shouldn't. These specific times where God has chosen to give us the word is precious counsel, and then you shouldn't. Oh boy. Bring the poor that are cast out. Bring the poor. Cast out it means those that are afflicted. Bring them here. They're afflicted. Bring them to the place. Bring yourself first. And then bring them. But you're not going to bring them. Because you weren't coming. When you see the naked. You remember? You remember, right? In, in Genesis 3, 8 to 12. What kept Adam from coming to the place where once he was receiving? He was naked. Better read Isaiah 28, 20, by the way. I believe it's that. I'll check it right now. Because once in a while I've made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah 28, verse 8. The bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on. The bed, what I make. My plans, my schedule. For the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself and the covering narrower that he can wrap himself in it. 23 of Isaiah 28. Give ear, submit, come here and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Hear it. This is why I believe in all the preponderance of the scriptures, by the way. That God has caused me to, obviously. Back to Isaiah 58, 
verse 7. And when you see the naked, that you cover him. What covers? Proverbs 10, 12, 1 Peter 4, and verse 8. Love covers. But if I am covering myself to something that's too narrow, got my own schedule, got my own things to do, think I'm going to minister to this person over here, apart from the local assembly, nonsense. And that you cover him. Now look what it says here in 58.7 of Isaiah. And that you hide not self from your own flesh. Don't hide in areas of disobedience. Known disobedience. Hide. I like this portion of my lot. I like having this thing. You wouldn't believe. Pride keeps us such in bondage. I mean, it's unbelievable what God has to allow us to go through in the bondage of pride till finally we have to cry out in helplessness and hopelessness. Oh, it's unbelievable. Boy, when that will is attached to anything other than Christ, oh my God. And the enemy will use all those blessings that are from God to keep that from happening. I see it. Well, hide not self from your own fault. Stop. No. Allow God to deal with those areas in your life. And the place he deals with those is local assembly, where he separates the soul from the spirit, the word in Hebrews 4, verse 12, so that he can cleanse the feet. And that's the beautiful picture, again, of John 13, 7 through 10. In Ephesians 5, 26 and 27, and in 1 John 2, verse 6, he that says that he's in Christ, let him walk even as he did. Clean feet. We all need to have that. We all need to have it. Okay, then, then when it says, when I deal with these personal issues in my life, the flesh, separating it, then your then will your light now it's my light I ex- actually experienced it then your light will break forth as the morning brand new beginning oh my god and your health ah health oh boy that's Proverbs 3 5 through 8 listen to it trust in the Lord with all your heart your mind and stop leaning to your own understanding. Listen, no not in some in all your ways acknowledge him and then he will direct your path Stop being wise in your own eyes, but reverence the Lord and depart from evil. For it shall be health unto your navel, marrow unto your bones. Then your light will break forth as the morning and your health will spring forth speedily and your righteousness, you will actually experience that Christ is your righteousness, that you're not your failure, that you're not, you're, you weren't your past. You weren't the sins that he had to deal with. He already did positionally, but now he has to get us out experientially. That's not who we are. We don't listen to the voice of the enemy anymore. We hear the voice in John 10, 3, 14, and 27 of our shepherd, the one shepherd in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 11, by the way, and that the one shepherd there is Jesus Christ himself and not a man. Make that crystal clear. And then your righteousness will go before you. Think about that. The doors that he'll open. Because righteousness, Christ is going before you. And 1 Corinthians 1.30, who is your righteousness? 
boy, I'll tell you, it's about time we met. Oh, boy. <sighs> and then it says, the glory of the Lord, <laughs> King James says, will be your reward. No, the glory of the Lord will gather you up, cause you to live above everything. Then you'll see in Song of Solomon 4, 7, that you're all fair, my love. There's no spot in you. And then in Song of Solomon 4, verse 8, from now on you're going to look from the top because he's gathered you up through his word when you came. And when you flew, flew away from the flesh in its lusts. In 2 Timothy 2, and verse 22, you flee youthful lusts. And then you fly to the refuge. I don't know. Is God doing anything other than getting people to receive Christ as their Savior and becoming born again and then putting them in local assemblies to be taught? Is he doing anything else for those that are his? Then the Lord will gather you up. Then you will call. Then you're going to pray. But if you pray in iniquity, unsubmitted will, in, 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 obedience, in disobedience, in Ezekiel 28, verse 15, but then you'll call because if you, if you call in that place of disobedience, unsubmitted will, in Psalm 66, verse 18, I won't hear when you call. But then... Will you call and the Lord will the Lord will be your answer. And you will cry. Oh, he has to bring us to the place where we're starving for him. Oh, the things that we get caught up in, God Almighty. And then and then he will say, He will say to you, I'm right here. Oh, I'm here. Oh. But I have to humble you in James 4, 6 because I have, I've resisted you all along because you've been functioning in pride. You put yourself above the word. You put yourself above the local assembly. You put yourself above God himself in your thought life. But he loves you. He's not accusing or condemning. But he will resist you but give you greater grace to those that he's humbled. Therefore, submit yourself to God Submit yourself to God. Then the devil will flee. You flee to the refuge, Christ, where you find him and grow in him in a local assembly. Then you draw an eye to God in James 4, 8. Then, then, then he draws nigh to you. Then you draw nigh to him. And then he cleanses your hands, you sinners. And he purifies your, your minds from being double-minded, mixing human thoughts, which are just satanic thoughts, in ignorance or rebellion, and not God's thought. Jeez. When are men going to be men? And I'm speaking of myself. When are we going to grow up? Ephesians 4, verse 15. Stop being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine in 4, 13 and 14. When are we going to grow up? And become a joint that supplies. And that means I'm not living my life for myself. But I live it to Christ. And if it's Christ, it's his body. That's where we lose ourselves. Isn't that awesome? 
Then you'll call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here, I'm right here. If you take away from the midst of you the yoke, fleshly yoke, and submit to a proper yoke. This has to do with the will. That's why it's good for young people to learn it in their youth. And you're a youth until you hit the ages between 35 and 40. You're a youth. Honestly, a babe. You're a youth. Maybe just coming to the very bottom of a young man. And the putting forth of the finger, the blame game, blaming everything and everybody, blaming my circumstance, blaming my situation, why I can't do this, this is the reason why I can't do this, all for crying out God did, Christ did away with every excuse in John 15, 22, and every cloak and excuse that we use to live in disobedience, it's just a matter of the flesh in 15, 23 of John, and that's the flesh that's in us, and the flesh that's in us that we're not of in Romans 8, 9 is what we can function in, and the flesh is strong, settled thoughts and feelings of unchangeable hatred toward God. Putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. And if you draw out your soul to the hungry, stop living yourself, and satisfy the afflicted soul, because you, yours has been dealt with, Psalm 119.67, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Oh, I get busy in all my plans, and oh my God, yeah. Nice to know you, where you been. I see your ghost, just don't see you. Then will your light, personal experience, rise in obscurity and your darkness be as the noonday and the Lord will guide you continually. Psalm 48, verse 14. He's our guide till the death, till we meet him. And satisfy your soul in what? Satisfy your soul what? In drought. What's drought? Instead of living in, in, in the deception of lies. That's what it says in the Hebrew. And will make fat your bones. Again, that's Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. And you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters, what? Don't lie or deceive. They don't lie or deceive. He will gather you in drought so that you don't function anymore in, de in the deception of lies. That's what it's saying here. And they that will be of you will build the old waste places of many and raise up the foundation. Christ in Matthew 16, 18 and 1 Corinthians 3, 10, 11. We need to be very careful how we build on that foundation. Don't add a little flush. A little leaven. Leaven's the whole lump. Whose waters fail not. Build up the old waste places and raise up those foundations. And then you will be called the repairer of the breach, the separation of the will, living in the deception of lies, and the restorer of paths to dwell in. And we're just going to close with this in one minute. wish we had more time to come and hear the word because then we would get some real amazing truths from here. But no, we're too busy, so I'll stop at this one. Let's stop right here. Okay, wow, I'm like... What?
Oh, uh, okay. God is our refuge in Psalm 46. He's our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, and that's the enemy trying to bring in roaring and troubles are our waters. We no longer function in a proper image of the purity in Ephesians 5, 26 and 27 of who we truly are. He muddies the vision, the proper image in Isaiah 57, verse 20 and 21. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, oof, those mountains of pride, there is a river and the streams whereof will make glad the city of God. Well, that was for, that was for Israel in the Old Covenant. Where is our city? It's the body of Christ, the place of refuge. The, the tabernacles of the Most High. Do you remember when, when God made Jesus flesh and the Virgin Mary? And what did he call it? He's the son of the highest. Christ, that's who we are in him. He's above everything. God is in the midst of her. Us, his church. And will not be moved. He's never moved, read Psalm 121. God will help her and that right early. The heathen raged, the whole world system. The kingdoms were moved, we see in that in our country today, all over the place. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. And that's going to happen. We gave the scriptures in 2 Peter 3, 10 to 13, Isaiah 65 and verse 17, Isaiah 66 and verse 2. The Lord of hosts is with us. Now for Israel, he's the God of Jacob. He is our what? What is he? He is our high place. And that's his love for us. For us. He's going to help us right early. The Lord of hosts. Come, come and behold the works of the Lord. Where are we going to behold that? Everything that we are in Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, his works. Where do we come and receive that in detail? Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he makes in the earth in terms of his judgment. None for us, thank God. No wrath for us in 1 Thessalonians 1, 10 and 5, 9. He makes wars to cease. Yeah, wars within us first. Listen, in James 4, 1 through 4, where do the wars come from? In us. It's the lusts. These areas we want, we choose lust and like those areas of the flesh. He makes wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaks the bow, everything we rely on in terms of strength, and cuts the spear in sunder. And he burns the chariot in the fire. Those places that we, the enemy gives us to escape him. To escape Christ. Be still. That's what he was telling me this morning. Ed, you listen to me. You listen to me. You listen to me. Don't interfere with what I'm doing in people's lives. Don't. Preach the word. Preach it. And that'll be, do, that, that'll be what I do in others. It's got to come. Now I lay me down to sleep. I'm too busy to come. Be still and know. Be still. That's Isaiah 57, 19 to 21. Be still in the peace and rest of my love and protection. Be still and then you'll know that I am God. I will. My will will be exalted in you amongst the heathen, the unsaved. And I will be exalted in the earth. And who does he exalt in First Peter 5 and verse 6? 
in James 4 and verse 6, those that he's humbled. Thank you, Lord, for your precious love that always humbles us, renews us. In Ephesians 4 and 23, and that renewing that takes place in 4.23 happens to be in the local assembly in Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Father, we thank you so much for the protection of your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.